You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here's your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. Renee Serban is a world-renowned skin expert and is on a mission to help educate others. We had a great conversation about skincare in general and some of the common misconceptions out there. Renee, I am so excited you are here talking with me today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Ali. I am so excited and honored to be here and can't wait to hear how this conversation unfolds. I know. Okay, well, first, set us off from the beginning. Tell us about yourself. Okay, well, that's always a funny question to me, but I am an unquestion uh, I'm an unquenchable. I was going to say unquestionable, but you can take that too. <laughs> I'm an unquenchable skin enthusiast and I have a really really deep passion for skin related matters, including education in the field. And the other thing that is really pa- that I'm very passionate about is the business side of the skincare industry. That is pretty much where my jam is, like really anatomy and physiology of the skin, really understanding client skin to get a long-term pathway and, um, you know, but also making business. I don't know that people know that this industry has an extremely high burnout rate Mm. and, you know, it's one of, I'm sure every industry is the same, but, you know, I care about the aesthetics industry, let's be real. Um, Yeah, so I'm all about helping people get the income that they deserve, help the clients get the results that they want. And in a nutshell, I follow the principles of corneotherapy, which is definitely not mainstream. So I suppose it makes me a little bit unconventional. And that's okay with me. And on a personal note, I am also a daughter, a sister, a wife, a mother of two adorable boys, and I do have two adorable dogs as well. They're so ugly. They've come full circle that they're gorgeous. Um, <laughs> I have boxer dogs. Anybody with boxers will know what I mean. And yes, just, you know, I get to live what I love. I have really no complaints. I'm the most blessed person I know. So Renee, you bring up an interesting point about how the spa skin industry is ironically tapped to being a high burnout industry, um, which given that you are in the self-care industry is a little ironic, but um, it kind of goes without saying that you tend to take care of your guests and your clients before yourself. So I want to dive into that, but I would love to hear kind of what led you to getting into the spa and skin industry. Yes. Um, <laughs> also unconventional um, story, I suppose. I never, ever thought I would be an esthetician per se. Um, I think my entrepreneurial spirit kind of landed me where I am today. And way back many moons ago, I won't say how many because then you might know my age. I set out to become a master nail technician a long, long time ago in order to support myself through university. And it's kind of funny because, you know, I wanted to have something up my belt so that I could do work and create income on my own terms and on my own schedule while attending classes and so forth. Little did I know that I actually 
ultimately end up studying aesthetics. But here I am doing what I love. And, you know, at this, my gift as well. My gift is my passion for the industry, my passion for business. And, you know, I did grow up in a medical family as well. So I've always been intrigued by the scientific side of, you know, the body and how healing occurs and so forth. So I suppose it's just even my um, my heritage in some way that um, that I just love the skin aspect, the nitty gritty anatomy, physiology, the cosmetic chemistry of this amazing appendix that we have called skin. Um, so yes, I love the gift that I have of improving lives by touching skin in essence. It's a glorious thing. Well, and whether it's your heritage, whether it's just something you love, you've now been considered an international skin expert, which is amazing. Did you have any idea that that's where this career would take you once you got into it? No, not at all. <laughs> As a kid, I always remember saying that I want to be a superstar or a teacher when people ask me what I want to be when I grow up. So, um, in a way, I definitely feel that it's a dream come true. Mm -hmm. It's just not quite the picture that I had in my head as my five-year-old self. Um, but I do get to be on stage a fair amount, which I love. I do um, speaking at um, spas and conferences and expos, industry expos, um, a fair amount. And I love teaching about skin to my peers and, my co and consumers at the end of the day, the end users. So from a teaching perspective, I would say I definitely teach more to the industry, but I do also have a gift and an ability, of course, to relay the importance of what needs to be done at home on a daily basis to the end consumer and helping them understand why doing those certain things are so important. You know, like your fitness coach is going to tell you and explain to you why you should show up to the gym frequently and embody a, a healthy diet if you want to be in the shape you know that you desire so that's kind of a similarity and an analogy that I can draw from so um yes now I do love that and you know the picture that I had as my five-year-old self as I said it's definitely not how I saw it back then but it is better what I do today is better than my wildest dreams and I feel in the same breath that I have not even started yet. So I am so excited for my own future. And my wish is essentially that everybody wakes up feeling that way. I love that. It always turns out better than we thought or that we dreamed up. And so that that's really exciting because we think we have something we're really excited about, but then it turns out to be so much better. So that's really cool. And I would love to hear what you enjoy most about this career and about your job? What what are your favorite parts that get you up in the morning? Definitely. Um, you know, I have to say, I'll preface this by saying that it wasn't always like this for me. There was a point in time where I remember waking up, going to work, ready for a 12-hour day, 8 to 8, being booked with things that I really didn't feel a close synergy with. And there's been some crocodile tears over the years when I've had um, employers who did not support my vision and my dream and my talents. So I really have to say that when I decided to take inspired action is the word, is the phrase I want to say. I just love that phrase. So when I decided to take inspired action to build my career the way that I wanted 
tied to the things that I love about the industry, that is really when things started to change for me and really catapulted in a in this glorious direction that I literally don't feel like I work a day in my life. So what do I enjoy the most about my job? I, I want to say everything, but that doesn't really answer your question. So <laughs> let me answer it <laughs> by breaking it down in a few categories. And I will try to keep it to four because I can carry on forever, as you can hear. I think one is that I love helping clinic owners and estheticians, whether they're solo or not, really grow their businesses beyond their basic expectations. I know that that is possible, but I think our industry is a bit plagued by people not quite believing in their own abilities. So, um, so I really love that part of what I do. I particularly love doing that for people who desire to be skin-focused, or as I call it, skin-centric estheticians and clinic owners. Second to that, I have to say I love teaching the anatomy and physiology of the skin. I kind of mentioned that earlier. I am a skin nerd through and through. So <laughs> I love helping them um, understand how to establish underlying causes to different skin conditions and importantly, understanding cosmetic chemistry so that that knowledge can be mixed with the knowledge of the anatomy and physiology of the skin and create these long-term sustainable skin results that my clients and my students can then use to help their clients, the end consumer, accomplish real results that they can also sustain at home on a daily basis for the long term. That's what I do, I suppose, is essentially about either doing it firsthand or teaching people how to accomplish that sustainable result for a client that in some cases can be life-changing for people. It's so tied to our self-esteem and our confidence um, that I think it's really important work. Mm, that's a great point. Yeah. Um, very similar to a lot of the... Um, you know, I want to even say the hair industry, you know, you get to really see the joy in someone's face whenever they walk away from being with you and you can actually see tangible results. So I think that's yes. a very rewarding part of your job. Yes. You know, it's so important, even if it's just for a moment of time. I know when I leave my hairstylist, she is the bomb. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I'm walking on cloud nine. And if I can accomplish that for someone, even just for a moment in time, that's worth it to me. Yes. So yes. flipping that on its head, what's yes. the most challenging part of your job? Ah, okay. <laughs> you know, I suppose um, kind of tying it into the previous question, I do have a big addiction to skin analysis and using the knowledge you know, that I mentioned before about anatomy, physiology, and cosmetic chemistry paired with um, diagnostic equipment to create the sound basis of information to design our treatment plans for people. And I do love doing hands-on work still. I have an elite um, high-end clientele that I work with hands-on that's by referral basis only these days. Um, and I continually like to do research because I believe in um, practically having a deep understanding of what I teach and that can only happen if I remain hands-on myself. So that's really important to me, but it is quite challenging in accomplishing that 
when business is growing, I'm dealing with things like distribution that I never thought I'd do. Um, you know, um, teaching, which I love, which is actually, you know, a big passion of mine. But, you know, even the teaching, the, the information for, for that stems from, you know, what you do in clinic. Um, so designing out and figuring out how to maintain that balance, like the hands-on end user experience and the industry stuff is um, is a balancing act for me and um, so I suppose at the end of the day you could summarize it as logistics logistics of things like stock movement my time um, where I can be when because I also distribute a skincare line so it's interesting and that came about not because of um, that I wanted to be in, in distribution, but because I finally found something that fits my philosophy mm. of skin, mm-hmm. like a glove, and so so it just came came to be um, by almost like by osmosis, by chance. But first and foremost, I am a beauty therapist in North America. You would say esthetician um, and an educator at my core, and then. You know, like any business owner, I kind of want to say I feel like I'm the only one with this problem, but I know that that's not the reality. But, (laughs) you know, (laughs) the reality is that the logistics of balancing work with life. At the end of the day, I am a type A personality and I happen to love what I do. So it's hard for me because I actually don't feel like I work, as I say, and I can go on and on and on. Like I just don't. I'm not wired that way. I can I can really burn the midnight oil, as they say. So I really have to very consciously unplug, and that that's tough, right? Because I have um, I have a family. I have two boys. I have a husband. We have two businesses, two dogs. Life gets crazy, so mm. it gets really hard to balance all of that, especially because my work also entails a fair amount of travel. So that becomes tough. And in summertime, my husband works in the wine industry. So he's out the door before the schools and daycare open. <laughs> so, wow. uh, yeah, so that that's hard if I have to travel in his high season as well. So, you know, and for us personally, this has been like this little um, zone that's been a challenge to find personal help. with. So, you know, let me know if you know an awesome nanny and an awesome housekeeper that can help us with that, um, especially, you know, getting up very early to get the kids up into school when I'm away. That would be really helpful. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Right, right, for sure. Um <laughs> And I love that it really type A unite right here because it is one of those situations where you don't feel like you're working, but that also means that when you've put in a 12 hour day, you have to remind yourself, oh, I should probably take a break. But it doesn't feel like that when you're when you enjoy and love what you do. So I can definitely tell that's evident with you. But kind of using your skin nerd skills that you have, um, you've put together a quiz that our listeners can take and essentially they learn their basic skin type and then you teach them how to work with that skin type to its benefit. Tell us about that. Yes. So um, years ago, I just told my boss that I'm unavailable for a set amount of days and I went and and advanced my education and like I said before the the day that I decided to take inspired action to get my appointment booked the way I love it is the way that oh my love for the industry just grew to a different level so that came about um going to learn from my mentor Florence Barrett Hill and I'm now one of only three 
recognized prestige educators. And what we teach essentially is exactly that, like really doing a thorough investigation of the skin and the individual because no two people are alike and understanding what is going on with the skin from a genetics point of view, a medication point of view, um, a, a lifestyle point of view, you know, lifestyle choices over a lifetime point of view. So understanding all the pieces of the puzzle that puts in front of us what we are seeing on the day to bring this big catalyst of change. So I did that in clinic for a very long time, still do, as I say, on a very private um, level. Um, you know, I don't have an open appointment book, but this is what I then ended up teaching in the industry, which is what I'm so passionate about. So the good news for people wondering, you know, what skin type they have and so forth, I do think our industry confuses people in general. So, mm. um, so in my world, there's only three skin types that you will be, and that is because you're born either genetically lipid dry you are born oily or you are born with rosy cheeks and will die with rosy cheeks this is mm. what we call a skin condition called diffused redness so um yes i made a little a uh, quiz it's on my facebook page that people can and it's free so just hop on in you can fill it in it will tell you what skin type you have and if you do want to um you know want more information to get what we call daily protocols for taking care of that skin type and then we'd be happy to email that i'll just fill in your email address and i literally do nothing for with it, it just have to get away to email you the long document of the do's and don'ts for that particular skin type. And it is really way more simple than people think. I think, you know, the key things is that um, less is more. It really should not be complicated and mm -hmm. it should be customized. Like you really need to understand which skin type you have and then kind of what challenges you have on top of that skin type perhaps. Because everybody has slightly different needs. You know, we live in different areas. We move around. I've moved around once too many in my lifetime. So where I live now is very different than where I lived 12, 13 years ago. The skin requires different things on a daily basis to sustain its own health. And then the other thing I want people to know is that it doesn't have to be complicated. In fact, it shouldn't be complicated because if there's 10 bottles staring at you, that you have to put on your face in some capacity and some order on a daily basis. Hey, I know it will not happen. Mm -hmm. I just shared mm -hmm. that I have children and dogs and businesses. And so if it's too hard, nobody will stick to it. And then you don't get the results anyway. So simplicity is, um, in my opinion, very important. So that brings me to the next question. As far as misconceptions in the skincare industry, because that actually is one that I do feel like so many people have said like, oh, I just use this wash and this moisturizer. And typically brands want to complicate things and say, well, you need this kind of toner and you need this kind of eye cream and give you that big regime. But I am right there with you. If it is beyond two or three steps, when I'm tired and want to get in the bed at night, that's the last thing that I'm going to do. So I would love to hear what other misconceptions are out there about the skincare industry that you can squash right here, right now for us. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I kind of break skincare up into what I call a daily regime and then a weekly regime. So weekly comes and, you know, like 
a mask and maybe, very maybe, an exfoliant, for example. But you don't have to do it all, all the time. So in your head, I really found it helpful for myself to break it into, hey, these are the things that I do daily, kind of like eating a balanced meal three times a day. And then, you know, the weekly regime, um, you know, that once a week treat that you allow yourself. Mm. So my pet peeve in the industry, and I will just say it up front, is this thought that we have to scrub it, buff it, blast it, or laser it to oblivion. When you over exfoliate the skin, or you get ablative skin treatments without adequate preparation of the skin, you are really putting your skin at risk. So be careful. Hmm. Um, this To get a little bit skin nerdy and technical, I, I'll add this for the listeners here, is that the skin cells that you are scrubbing off has a huge role in both skin barrier defense and in cell-to-cell communication. The keratinocyte is the name of the cell that you can see and touch and feel. And he is the king of the castle as far as skin goes. So, you know, you got to think about it. Think about just being a little bit more gentle than you actually think you need to be. Because if that little guy gets stripped off, you are losing a lot of cell-to-cell communication happening. You are losing actually part of your skin barrier defense. So um, I can get very technical on that, and I'm very happy to answer that in detail if people want me to. But yeah, that is my pet peeve, people over-exfoliating. It's Mm. very problematic for for the industry. And then second, a very close second is, as you say, um, in my opinion, like if it squeaks, you've stripped it. Your (laughs) (laughs) Your skin is not the kitchen floor. It is your largest organ, and it shouldn't squeak. So Mm. put the scrub down. Don't use harsh cleansers for the skin. And if I remove those two things out of the equation for my clients and just replace it with things that are good for their skin instead, like even at that basis, I can see a skin turnaround in two weeks. It will, the first thing you'll notice is a lot less redness in your skin because when you break that down, it causes inflammation is the first thing. So yes, Yes, put the scrub down and don't strip the life out of your skin. It needs lipids for adequate function as well. So, yes. Those are great because I feel like that's that's kind of our number one tendency is if we want it to be clean, and especially if we're getting blemishes, then it's not must not be clean. So if we want it to be clean, we have to scrub it. And we have to use these abrasive uh, products. So I love that because... I've actually done just exactly what you mentioned um, and and moved to more of a gentle cleanser. And those first few times, you're kind of like, this isn't getting my skin clean. I can tell it, you know, you don't have that squeaky feeling like you said. (laughs) And then you start to see the results and you think, wow, okay, it actually worked. And I mean, it kind of uh, is very similar to the trend now of not washing your hair every day because, uh, you know, it's, we need that natural oils. And so it's kind of that trend of, you know, not having that squeaky clean hair and, but actually people seeing their hair be healthier than ever before. So I love that you mentioned that. Yes. Honestly, it is, it, it is a mind over matter thing. So people literally think I'm crazy if I give them a cleansing milk for an acne skin. But if you have a, a dry acne skin, 
that is highly sensitized, yes, you shouldn't be using a foaming cleanser as an example. And that is just a skin condition that people think it's an oil problem, but actually it's not really that simple. It's not an oil problem. It's often a lack of oil or quality of oil problem. So yes, and it's just jumping that hurdle of the, the, the way your head tells you it should feel or the way that your head is telling you, you know, the squeaky clean story. So um, yes, you, it's a mind over matter. And I tell people just do it for six weeks. And if you still hate it, I'll have a conversation with you then. But till then, suck it up and you'll thank me at the end. And they always love it after the six weeks. So you don't have yeah. to have that conversation. <laughs> so <laughs> moving to you personally, Renee, what are your favorite ways to be selfish? And keep in mind, selfish on this show is positive and playing into the self-care industry. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, I think for me, it is saying no. That's a big thing for me. I am uh, <laughs> um, admittedly a people pleaser. So say, learning to say no has been huge for me, especially as my business keeps growing. Then I came to realize, oh, I have no choice but to say no and frankly upset some people sometimes. Mm. I think the other selfish thing is um, choosing to live in a rural town. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, we choose to lifestyle over the big city. And I know that my business would probably have no doubtedly grown faster um, if we were in a big hub. Um, but my husband, as I mentioned earlier, he works in the wine industry. So thanks to him, he keeps me grounded. And we always end up living in wine country. So I am very spoiled that way. But it, it has been a blessing for sure. Um, and I think that is like, yep, that's that's the convicted choice that we decided on for our lifestyle, for our family. And I love that. And I think on top of that, the big thing for me that is, um, you know, my ways to be selfish is uh, being a working mom. And that for me, um, when I had children, it came with a lot of guilt Hmm. A lot of a lot of mommy guilt associated with that because my my work entails a lot of travel, but what I do, it, I really truly believe I'm living my destiny. But you know, the logistics around living my destiny also is a challenge in the same sense, especially with the age my kids are now. Um, you know, my boys are two and six, so you know they're still very young. So um, that's tough. And at the end of the day, I had to learn to put that guilt aside and really come to recognize that when I live my passion and I live my destiny, they get the better of me when mm. we are together. Um, because I'm passionate. I feel fulfilled. I feel like I am living with a purpose and a mission. Um, so I am a great believer in quality over quantity. And in all honesty, at the end of the day, I would have been the worst stay-at-home mom. I highly admire women who can do it, but I would, my yes, I, I would probably be in jail. <laughs> I am not patient with with the kids. So yeah, so um, work, my work balance is my uh, my saving grace. So I actually don't think of it as selfish at all. I kind of think when you make these choices with intent, then selfish equals self-preservation, in my opinion. Mm. That's a great point. Is there anything you wish you could be doing more? Oh, yes. I'm a highly ambitious person. <laughs> so, we couldn't so, tell at all. Uh, my husband's always saying, 
but you just accomplished that. And I'm like, yeah, so now we move the now goal on to line. the next one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Check that off the list. Um, yes, I think, of course, you know, I love speaking on all matters related to skin and um, helping people to grow their businesses as, you know, their businesses in the industry. I think as nurturers in the industry, it's kind of funny that I don't think um, business knowledge comes naturally. And I see this with even physicians as well. You know, the givers are not necessarily great at doing business. So, um, so I love, I love helping people grow their businesses and, um, and helping them organize their business. So I'm great. Um, and the aesthetics business, at least at, um, protocols, processes, procedures, etc you know, in a clinic environment comes very naturally to me. So it is dynamite when when I pair that with advanced skin analysis skills and we track the results of my clients that I do business coaching with. And the, the track record definitely shows because I, you know, we do the tel- the numbers before and then we do the numbers incrementally after, um, after I work with people as well. And it shows a growth of at least 30% when they incorporate simple but effective strategies that I teach them um, without burning out. That's my big point that's really important that you want growth without burning yourself out. As I mentioned, it's an epidemic in the industry. So I would love to focus um, in the next year doing more um, in my business building program that, um, that I have because, you know, I know when we all work together and we become stronger, you know, life is just better when we all mm. rise. Mm. So, and I love seeing my clients succeed financially. I love seeing them succeed with their client outcomes with building their teams and growing within themselves. It's a position of privilege for sure. There is nothing more beautiful than seeing people become the butterflies they're meant to be. It's, I, I just love it. So, I love that yeah. analogy. That's, that's a great way to put it. What is next for you, Renee? What is next? Oh, yes. Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> over the next year to 18 months, I definitely will be speaking at more industry events at a few shows and so forth. I have a, um, it's kind of wonderful because I don't have to be on a stage talking to really have this beautiful engagement to rock stars in our industry because of the skincare line that I also distribute. So in the next year, we will be onboarding more partner clinics to our skincare line which we do in Canada and the United States. And I look forward to all the education events that we host around that. So, you know, when I don't speak at shows, etc., then I get to spend time with my wonderful clients um, who have the skincare line or skin diagnostic devices. And, you know, I have frequent training events are surrounding that sometimes it's in person sometimes it's online um, and that that's a lot of fun I just love it when we all get together you know like-minded people who have the same vision the same mission and we we just rock it at training events and I, I yes as I say I'm slightly addicted and that makes me travel more than I probably should but it's okay um, <laughs> I love it anyway and it's it's funny because at these things, I just have the most glorious people attending because we are quite picky about who we work with. So, you know, it's it, when we actually get together, it is such an elevating experience. And I always come back to the office, so to say, just re-energized, refueled, re-motivated. 
these are the clients that literally literally keep me on my toes wanting to do better um, every single day. And then I think the biggest exciting thing for me in the next year is um, I will be reopening the doors to my skin-centric business formula program again, um, which is for clinic owners and solo estheticians who want to become more skin-focused in their businesses and kind of almost drop grooming services, if you will. Nothing wrong with grooming services. However, you know, as you can hear, I have a very strong focus in my approach um, and my little place in the industry, right? So, um, yeah, for those people who want to become more skin-focused on corrective skincare programs and protocols for their businesses and for their clients and kind of having more of that in their appointment books and grow by 30% or more. So that I'm excited about. I've done this one-on-one for many years with people, but you know, when you just feel like you have a calling and I always felt a little bit, you know, that negative self-talk sometimes happens. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, who like to listen to what I have to say until somebody pointed out to me and said, Renee, you're doing this one-on-one for people who are having this amazing results. And it's quite, and it was kind of on request. And then um, somebody, uh, one of my business coaches said to me that that's quite selfish. <laughs> <laughs> funny that I'm on, on your podcast. I said, that's very selfish not to share that um, with the people. And by that, I mean, yes, that is, I, I serve better by um, by just rolling this out to um, two more people. So I made the decision to reformat it so that it's more accessible and at an easier price point for people to work with me. And so I'm very excited to unfold that um, further this year and um yes because you know as i say you just i just see the butterflies coming to be (laughs) and it is it really is amazing to see the success stories unfold and the empowerment that comes with it you know and and i know that in my life i've had people holding my hand when i didn't when i felt alone in business Mm. at times so you know we all need that someone we all need the guiding light at times and it really is great when that person is kind of like-minded with the same core values and core vision that you have for your business so um yeah so as i say it doesn't even feel like work to me because i just work with people that that i just have this amazing synergy with so i'm you know i'm truly blessed and that is definitely going to be the focus in the next 18 months aside from the normal day-to-day business things that's going on already. Renee, you are a gem. I love your energy and the passion you have for your clients and truly just the industry is so evident in the work that you're doing and how you communicate what you're doing. So I am really glad we got a chance to talk today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Ali. It's been a privilege, as I say. And, you know, I love the work that you do as well. And I do think being selfish is very important for self-preservation. So thank you for the amazing work that you do as well. Like what you just heard? Visit us at SelfishThePodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.